But I, I remember taking you to like your first big nightclub when you were oh, eighteen. Yeah. And Andrew was sort of like, "Oh man, the vagine." <laughs> <laughs> Hometown heroes. Jamie, just do it. it. Hello. (laughs) Welcome to another episode of Community Notes Board, a podcast about suburbs we grew up in, local landmarks, hometown heroes, and coming-of-age tales. Now, Drew, do you want to take it? We have a very special guest today. We've got our old pal of mine, rapper, producer, Director, former sex columnist for Clio magazine. Oh, big time, big yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's worked with Flying Lotus, Nardine, El Fresh the Line, and Sampa the Great. We have TK, a.k.a. Stack Hat in the studio. G'day, mate. The best hey, intro mate. I've ever fucking heard. <laughs> well, line. he wrote it for me. Oh, wow. <laughs> Stitched me up right there. <laughs> I sent him some pretty fat paragraphs. So he's, uh, he's cut that down. You say you wrote the sex column or you just read the sex column at Clear? Oh, <laughs> uh, look, I wrote it. I definitely didn't read it. <laughs> definitely did not read it. Man. I forgot about that. You did that for a little bit, right? Never forget. I only did it for about a year, but I like to drop it in like <laughs> as much as possible because yeah. I find it to be like quite an interesting thing for about sure. me. Yeah. Man, you're not going to get much competition from us. Gonna, <laughs> you, know, yeah. you guys yeah. have barely even written for a woman's man. <laughs> <laughs> I was the Dolly Doctor from 2011 <laughs> to 2012. Um, we are here talking uh, my hometown. We're this doing is the big one. I'm, I've been fucking. I've been excited to do this for since we started. Uh, well, we kind of did on the first episode, I guess, but like not like a, a dedicated full in depth Queen Bee. Absolutely, one of many. Let's yeah uh, <laughs> talk. Um, yeah, because you actually people who've heard our um, our Crookshank episode will remember that I told a story about my friend who the, like the first time that we hung out got kidnapped, and yep. that was uh, and that was you. Yeah, I've um, been interested listening because uh, a lot of my memories, it's sort of, I consider myself to be quite a suave, in control <laughs> character. <laughs> and then when I hear you talking about me as like, oh, my fucking hectic, mate. It's not quite gelling with how I remember things <laughs> as the sensible one of the friend group. Well, uh, give us your recount because I've got mine. It was That was the most fucking insane shit. Yeah, so uh, we were, I was probably about 16, 17, and uh, we were out on the main streets of Queanbeyan um, looking, looking for trouble, and uh, we had just pillaged the ag plot at Queanbeyan High and um, procured <laughs> a bunch of watermelons. Oh, wow. <laughs> and uh, without any plan on what we were going to we, do with them. We were them. gifting them to people. Like, well, yeah, exactly. They're it's just really fast. It's sort of like <laughs> the Santa <laughs> so Claus myth. Them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Smashing melons. Yeah. Um, we were just going around to people's houses and uh, trying to – you know, destroy their property. <laughs> With stolen property. With stolen property. Uh, so, yeah, like Robin Hood, but like if he just punched poor people. <laughs> that was sort of our vibe. And uh, we were causing a bit of mischief and stealing letterboxes, which is something that, you know, just comes instinctively to you when oh, you're at that yeah. age. Absolutely. It's just anything that will disrupt, disrupt Australia Post, <laughs> essentially. And... Uh, We'd taken a few boxes and um, we were just continuing our journey when a WRX screeched around the corner and a guy started screaming at us from the car and we all took flight. Um, <laughs> but unfortunately, the WRX had a bit more guts than, uh, than our little legs at the time. <laughs> I seem to remember you had a mailbox in hand uh, at mate, the time. You'd be hard-pressed to find a time when I'm not <laughs> <laughs> holding a letterbox. <laughs> Like a trident, <laughs> um, but yeah, I uh, I turned around because at the time I sort of thought that I was a bit of a silver tongued gent and I could talk my way out of any situation, yeah. <laughs> and so I started walking towards him while Andrew and the other kids sort of jumped into a bush to hide like cowards. Andrew, <laughs> <laughs> I know it's out of character. <laughs> <laughs> this doesn't match with eighty three episodes of Andrew Bentley stories. <laughs> So I started walking towards him being like, all right, mate, all right, calm down, calm down. And he just grabbed me by the scruff of the neck without saying a word and threw me in the back of the car. (laughs) 
and uh, told me, uh, don't try and fucking run because I'm fucking fast and I'll skin you alive. <laughs> and I took his word for it. <laughs> I wasn't ready to roll, roll those dice at that time. And he, he took me back to his place of residence and uh, bundled me inside. This and is then, a prop. This is a kidnapping. It's yeah, like ab- absolutely. He uh, there was someone cutting out letters from a magazine <laughs> in the corner, a clear magazine, I believe yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah you got to give the ransom note to your parents in the letterboxes in there. Yeah. You guys are- <laughs> exactly. This is TK Origins, um, and he he handed me the phone and he said, "You can either call the cops or you can call your parents." <laughs> and I I thought about it for a long time because my parents were the police. <laughs> to me when I was growing up. Yeah. And so uh, I ended up calling my uncle because, uh, yeah, if you're in trouble, call your uncle because he'll think it's funny. Yeah. He, he won't get angry. And uh, so he came around and sort of talked the bloke down. He was half cut as well, Wayno, because uh, he was just been at a 21st. And did you say to him, this is my dad? or like, were you Yeah, yeah, I said, I said that he was my dad. And um, he didn't ask for like a birth certificate or anything. <laughs> We're just going to wait for the DNA test. And then, uh, yeah. First we'll mistake, dude. <laughs> exactly. Um, Kidnapped by Maury Povich. <laughs> <laughs> so then uh, as, as my punishment, I was then forced to go around to all the houses that we had vandalised and sort of knock on the door and apologise for what we had done. <laughs> the apology tour of TK. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was cancelled. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just for a little bit of vandalism. And, uh, yeah, that was just very humbling and humiliating, trying to explain to these people, because a lot of them were pensioners as well, <laughs> it turned out. Um, but, you know, who's, who's mailing them anyway? Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and Drew got out of it? You didn't drag this city along? No, no, look. No uh, snitches? I don't snitch. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't so snitch. So this apology tour, did the guy who kidnapped you come with you to he make did. sure you were doing it? Yeah, because I was going to say, like, if he just let you go with your uncle, he'd be like, come on, let's just go fucking have beer or something. Yeah, yeah. But I just went along with it. Like, it's sort of funny thinking back on it. Like, you can't make me do this. <laughs> <laughs> Like, yeah, because once he let me go, I was gone. Yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking, like, yeah, if he's like, you could call the parents or the cops, like, that's a great intimidation tactic on the 17 year old. But if you think for a minute, you're like, all right, I'll call the cops and tell them some guy bundled me into his yeah, car yeah. and now I'm at his house. I've been kidnapped. They're going to take that guy away. Like, yeah. they're going to be like, oh, you could put the mailboxes back on your own time. Yeah, like, totally. I thought I was going to get the electrical chair. <laughs> so, um,. Yeah, I was I was pretty scared, but I, I could have just run away. But he was like, "Meet me back here at ten a.m. tomorrow," and I was there, nine forty-five yeah. sharp. <laughs> Didn't want any more, you know, trouble with the police. And did you ever see tardiness. the bloke again after that? No, I kept a pretty low prof after that. Yeah, have to go to the next town for mailbox. The next couple of weeks, at least. <laughs> Who? Because yeah. I can't really remember. I thought it was there were two guys that got you. Was it just the one dude? There was a guy in the back seat, and then the, the which driver. is already suspect that, like you know, a guy's just driving his mate around in the back seat, <laughs> looking for children, you know, children to <laughs> to kidnap and teach a lesson to vigilante parenting. And you were just like you had no idea. We what was all going on. I dived in a bush, and um, I think that my brother was there, and obviously Blano, TK's cousin. That's whose whose house the party was at, and so we were, there was a group of like I don't know, probably like six, five or six of us, and we were just staring at each other like we couldn't believe our eyes. We just, we were just like, did someone just take one of like that? What, what the fuck? And then we went and told Wayno, so we uh, we'd um. Before you called him, he'd, he'd been wised up to what happened because we were just in there like, hey, Wayne, can we talk to you in the other room for a second? <laughs> like Tim's parents were there. And we were like, yeah, no, uh, I think he's been kidnapped. He's possibly dead. Waiting for him to come back finger by finger. You know? Yeah, exactly. Fucking hell. But yeah, I had to resurrect some of these letterboxes because like, some of them were, these people were quite old. I had to bust out the shovel and, you know, dig, them, put them dig back a in. hole and put them back in. Fuck. And uh, yeah, I did a pretty pretty sturdy job as well just to make sure there was no repeat offenses that wasn't the the only time we raided that ag plot by the way which is the perfect because where where the house like tk's house is here blaine's house is around the corner and the school's there so we just spent all our time there and you you literally have an ag plot and that's just growing vegetables there was like a cow in there and so you could just go raid it and you got stuff to like fuck with people just (laughs) right there it's like a whole arsenal so like we would go in there all the time i remember um 
Blaine had this girlfriend that we were uh, not, not not fond of, and car was parked in the driveway, and we just went and got all these dirt and plants and just like made a garden on top of the car, <laughs> like crops. <laughs> yeah, it like, was like crops on the top of the car. Yeah, it was, car. Insane. Yeah, it was That's like that. the dating my friend. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. can't take him away from me. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> it was hijinks, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Wacky, wacky hijinks. <laughs> Bullying, I think they call it now. <laughs> <laughs> Toxic uh, masculinity. Yeah, exactly. Uh, man, it's a queen bow. It's, I, I was fine. I found the, uh, there's a lot of different nicknames for queen bow. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you've heard any of these. There was an article uh, on the, you know, um, ABC or something like that. But queen, queen in Struggle Town. Yeah, that's the big one. That's the big one. Mm-hmm. That's uh, Q Banger. Uh, <laughs> Don't mind Q-Banger Q-Banger Never used Q-Banger Q-Town Q-Town for sure Queen, Queen Be Whole Yeah um, that's a big one yeah, um, That's a stretch that one yeah. I've always found that one to be a stretch <laughs> Yeah It's a Queen Be Whole It's like you just throw <laughs> yeah. hole in the end uh, Dream Bean, Which somebody The article posted Dream Bean is one of the options And then there was a link to like the Queen Bean Community Notice Board uh, which had a bunch of people, and everyone was like, "Yep, struggle down Cuba, a dream." No one's ever called it that. You <laughs> fucking idiot! Yeah. It's not Dreambian. I've fucking, never heard Dreambian. Uh, Quangers, yeah. Um, Super City, which a bunch of old dudes were calling it Super City. I don't know if they were just trying to get that one started or not. Um, but do you know why it was called Struggle Towns? The one that everyone used, which seems a bit. It's like, you know, it's nothing to do with Q or Queen. It's just Struggle Town. Do you guys know why it's called that? I just assumed because. A lot of poor people. <laughs> yeah, it was because it was like a lower socioeconomic area, well, a lot of immigrants and stuff and like then, that. Well, and then people in Canberra would look down their nose at, well, at Queen Bean. Yeah, so apparently in the just after, like when Canberra was built, uh, you know, in the what the 30s or whatever it was, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of or 40s, and, and as it was building, there's a lot of post World War Two uh, European migrants who came over, and they didn't want to live in Canberra because it has like a you know they didn't trust the whole government leased leased mm-hmm. system yeah, yeah. so they bought in Queanbeyan and then they also didn't trust the banks and all that because they were sort of very against the government so they didn't want to borrow money to build their house so they just slowly built their house brick by brick over like 15 years <laughs> <laughs> and so anytime you go to Queanbeyan everyone had a half finished house right. so they were all struggling to finish their house and so it was all these half finished sort of like I'll get to the you know like the castle like I got to do the fucking <laughs> yeah. port before I do this. So that's why it was called struggle since everyone was like struggling to get their fucking house together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My granddad is still like has it's like he's racist but against like Canberrans. <laughs> like he has this whole thing like a lot of older Queensian people do, but he'll talk about it like it's a different world. Like and it, they're all arrogant these Canberrans. <laughs> everyone of them they look down in their nose at you and like it's just bizarre because like I've never found that. Yeah, 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 I guess that's just like that's how all like weird ethnic racism shit starts. It's <laughs> yeah. like just two people across a borderline, you know. Oh, totally. Pa- apparently, uh, the, for, someone wrote in this thing. Also, former Canberra taxi driver told me back in the eighties the code for Queanbeyan was Dog City, and then <laughs> she wrote jokes on them. Dogs are great. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, but uh, yeah, so Q Bang and Queen, and then, so I guess it's uh, yeah, it just has the reputation of the the dodgy part of Cam. Well, not the dodgy part of Canberra, but the dodge. The, the it's twin just nearby. Yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. wrong side of the tracks. Like literally, yeah, yeah, yeah. the border of Canberra and Queanbeyan was mm. the train tracks. It is. Yeah. So it was sort of like, yeah, literally, if you come from Queanbeyan people automatically assume that you're a little bit hectic, <laughs> which I can neither <laughs> confirm nor confirm. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's um, great. I have a, I've got a few like just tales. Well, actually one thing I wanted to ask, cause this is a big Queanbeyan thing I'd, I'd heard and I didn't know if you, it's like just a thing that happened or my mum always told me it was in 19, I think 72, there was a huge flood, like the biggest flood that's ever gone through Queanbeyan. And um, there was, there's a graveyard on the top of this hill and it just fucking washed all the bodies yeah, yeah. out. Like I, I got, I got stuff in on the main it. street. <laughs> yeah, rules. That's so pretty goth. Apparently, yeah. so a guy in a WRX yeah. zooms past and makes a guy dig up all the, <laughs> <laughs> the bodies back. Exactly. He's like, you better put these fucking bodies back in. But apparently, yeah. So I found that as well, and I didn't know if you guys would know that, but it's um, apparently like it's a hundred graves were just washed into the river. Mm-hmm. And they didn't even, because they didn't have it details on all the bodies because it was this old cemetery and they're like... Yeah, right. So they didn't even know which plots were missing. Like, they didn't have... So there's like 80 or so, like 50 bodies are like, we don't even know, like, who they were. Yeah. <laughs> but at least 80 just got washed out. They found like three just sitting in the river. 
Mm-hmm. No idea where the rest of them went. And apparently coffins found, were found in Lake Burley Griffin, like yeah, all the way yeah. through down Far to Canberra. Out. Well, that's what I hadn't heard because I'd always grown up with that story. Like, did you know that there were fucking, there was just like coffins floating down the river? Yeah. But yeah, apparently there was some, at least, and there was something like in the Queanbeyan age, the day before three bodies were found in the lake, um, there was a, it says, report circulating late yesterday that the lid of a coffin's been found in the west, west basin of Lake Billy Griffin, which I didn't even know the Queanbeyan River connected to. No, there's no way. There's got to be some kind of underground cave system <laughs> <laughs> or something. Or someone's like, perfect opportunity for me to get rid of that dead body. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. I've killed my fucking wife or whatever like The that. person I killed 60 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> time to move their calcified bones into a man-made river. But yeah, that was a big, big conspiracy I got as well. But yeah. Um, so yeah, what's because I guess we've talked about my growing up there. But what's your like vibe of Queanbeyan? What's your well, I had sort of like a relatively unique experience because I uh, I had the the immense pleasure of going to a private school in Canberra and living in Queanbeyan. Mm. So I um. You could say I uh, I played rugby union on Saturdays and rugby league on Sundays. Oh, yeah. uh, right. uh, metaphorically and literally <laughs> <laughs> for numerous years. So, um, yeah, that was a delight being um, bullied by the Queen Bee and kids for, you know, going to a posh school. Mm-hmm. They didn't use the word posh. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> it, was, it was a word you, you can't, can't say, say anymore, oh, yeah. on podcasts anymore. Um, True. And... Uh, yeah, the uh, you know being called a bogan, rightfully so, by uh, my private school friends. Yeah, um, but it did. It was it was good because it gave me an insight into both cultures and communities, mm. I guess, and gave me a pretty healthy uh, disgust for the wealthy. <laughs> um, probably based on jealousy, a lot of it. Mm. But uh, yeah, it, it was tough because none of my Canberra friends would ever want to come to Queanbeyan. To hang out, yeah. so I always had to sort of jump on the bike and pedal out to Canberra if I wanted to have a hang. Yeah, um, which is you know why I've got such gorgeous pins. <laughs> <now>. <laughs> the leg work was real. Yeah, man, that that, that would be. I'd be harder to deal with the 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 Queanbeyan giving you the shit for being. Oh, I was a lot more scared of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. for sure. I was also, so I played for the Ruse and we were like the scariest team because we had the scariest people. And then uh, when I played Union, I was with the the Canberra Grammar boys and it was just the complete opposite. We were sort of the joke team that everyone was excited <laughs> about playing <laughs> <laughs> to see how many points they could rack up. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. I tell you what, though, Queenbo, this is my big research, was the, the fucking sporting talent out of Queenbo. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's probably, I think, hands down, the sporting capital of Australia, pound for pound. Uh, just in that small town of what, like 50,000 people oh, roughly? Not even. Not well, even. maybe these days. Maybe. When but, I was growing up, 30,000. But in terms of just a, not not Canberra, Queenbo, mm. you've got the Campisi, David and Terry, Union and League, David Ferner, Matt Kiddo, Ricky Stewart, all League and Union. And then you've got like Mark Webber, fucking Formula One driver, Brad Haddon, Glenn Lazarus. And have you guys heard of this chick, Helen McKay, Heather McKay? This... Know. I couldn't believe this. She's from Queenbo, Australian squash champion, born in 1941. She, uh, in 1941, she was born, so 1959, she starts her career. She loses a match, quarterfinal in New South Wales Championships in 1960, and then she lost a match in 1962, the Scottish Open, the final. She then went 20 years without losing a match. Wow. <laughs> she, wow. she won the British Open, which was like the Wimbledon of squash, 16 times in a row. Holy fuck. Um, she... Like and that that was like the world championships. She just won, she she never lost a set like the equivalent of a set in squash in any British Open final. Just ev- just straight every Fuck. every fucking thing. Those two first losses really got under a skin. Yeah, she was like nineteen and twenty. Never she again. lost. Like, so she only lost two matches in her entire career professionally. Fuck, that is insane. And, and here you are bringing them up. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm rubbing them in. Well, they're, the they're very detailed. Yeah. They're the only memorable. She's going to get Spotify to this podcast for sure. 20, 20 years. And then she got like, she was 40. And she was like, I'm fucking sick of winning every fucking. So she retired from squash. By the way, during all this time, she also represented Australia in field hockey at the World Championships twice. Yeah, fuck. She then quit squash at 40, went and played racquetball. 
in the United States, which I believe is very similar. Mm. It's sim- closer to squash than it is to tennis. Like, the, but they're all in the same mix. But it's different. She then won the American Racquetball Championships three times and the Canadian one five times. She's in the Racquetball Hall of Fame. This is when she, since she's forty. Just go over there, <laughs> pick it, pick, picking it up as she goes. And then in retirement, she won world championships in seniors tennis. Like she just far out. It's yeah, like rules. I know. She's just never lost. She lost two matches pretty much the, her whole entire life. Born in Queenborough, something in the fucking water. Yeah, all the dead bodies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go to you see go. the Queen being five dollar note, which is just a five dollar note, but with her picture drawn all over it by hand. Yes, yeah. yeah. I reckon she's a fucking man, and she's just still potting around. No one's ever fucking heard of her. You know, never, never wrote for Cleo though. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. you know, it's but not a I'll competition. Take her sex tips. Yeah. I reckon she'd be a fucking dynamite <laughs> in the sack. Absolutely, <laughs> she wouldn't miss. Um, my girlfriend, her dad, like recently wrote all his. Sex like, tips? Sex tips, yeah. <laughs> and gave them to you. <laughs> just on a post-it note. Just, <laughs> try not to calm as long as you can. <laughs> Think of me. <laughs> um, no, he wrote like uh, just his memories or like memoirs, I guess. They're like a hundred and something pages of just his recollection of growing up in Turner, which is like an inner city suburb in Canberra. And, um, is he like a public figure or anything? No, he's just a guy. Fuck, I love a cunt that just writes their memoirs. It's just yeah. Yeah. It's a grandiose term, memoir. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's literally just a teacher. It's like, a printed blog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was on his Tumblr. <laughs> <laughs> he um, he mentioned playing rugby. Like Hannah's reading, she's like, this is fucking hilarious. He was like, oh, I used to play rugby and I remember playing a game in Queanbeyan and I was taken off down the sideline and some old lady with her fucking umbrella just hooks his foot and trips him. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and, and then Perfectly. he was like, and then he was like, what the fuck is that? And then his coach was like, it happens all the time in Queen Bee. <laughs> like, don't say anything. It's kind of kick off. That fucking rules. <laughs> the Mary Poppins technique. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. But that, but you must have been growing up knowing that was in the, that, that the sport was a big deal, right? Oh, but, yeah. Like, you know, I played footy and like, Basketball, believe it or not. <laughs> they needed my height on the team. <laughs> the Muggsy Bogues. <laughs> Without the skills or respect. Guess you're on the bench a bit. Oh, uh, on basketball, absolutely. No, I, at basketball we had, we were the worst fucking team. I'm not surprised. And um, it was, be- well, because. We, we were the tallest guy we on the two, team. Yeah, well, yes. And uh, we had two girls on the team. Nobody else did. Not that they. Sorry, that's why you were there. They're both six foot three. <laughs> like, they're they, telling the they story. Could, they could dunk. Yeah, yeah. They bullied you, didn't they? <laughs> pretty, Rightfully pretty so. Hard, yeah. We had two Rightfully girls so. on the team and uh, they made was, our lives a living hell. It was um, it was Chloe and, and Lindsay. So, like, they're younger sisters of my friends. And they yeah. were just like, and our mom was like, well, you're not playing basketball and you're excluding them. And so they're the two full years younger than the rest of, like, the people who were playing and then it was like me, Mitch, and my other mate Glenn. Like these are all literally like family members, essentially of Tim. And um, and we 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 got so flogged once that like just as almost you know like a relief thing. The ref was like, okay, if the other team scores, you have to go all the way back to halfway. To like let us get to halfway because we'd just if they weren't we'd like throw the ball and they just grab it and like fucking dunk on us. <laughs> That's rough. It was so embarrassing and like I hate. I didn't even like playing basketball. I just did it because my friends did. I was like, handing oh, out umbrellas awful. to the old ladies. Just <laughs> yeah. Hook out some of these guys. Oh, it was oh, awful. We we had brutal. something that's like even worse than that because we were older when I was about seventeen. Um, St Eddie's was just absolutely dominating like union and they were like literally breaking bones <laughs> yeah. during games and uh a bunch of the parents from the first 15 at our school sort of covertly got together and said uh we're not allowing our boys to play the Sanetti's team this weekend and so we got called into a meeting by the coach and they were like look uh your parents aren't letting you <laughs> Play this weekend <laughs> against St. Eddie's because they're too rough. <laughs> and it, it, it made it into the 
fucking newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> and like a photographer from the Canberra Times came down to one of our practices and was taking photos of us while we were practicing. And so we were all like sort of flexing as hard as we could because we knew we were getting photographed. And they just used the most unflattering photo of someone's like twisted body <laughs> on the ground. <laughs> and uh, for this article, just talking about how cowardly we were. Yeah. <laughs> for not wanting to face up against Little the boys cry to mummy <laughs> to stop yeah. the game. Queen being softest lad. Because <laughs> a, a lot of the um, the best Eddies players were from Queen Bien as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that would poach all the like best players from from Queen Bo. And I think most like Eddies is known as like a, a rugby union like feeder school. Like they all end up playing mm. for like the Wallabies and shit. Yeah, yeah. Heaps yeah. of like legends came out. We, we, when I played league, it was just like it was actually a really good club in terms of like producing good. Players like heaps of players like Paul Harrigan and Adam Mew and all these like great players, but it was just a dishevelled little club and everyone was like not poor, but it's like we didn't have nice uniforms or anything. It was like early Mighty Ducks scenes, you know. <laughs> like, you know? And um, and then they used to do friendly games and there'd be clubs and like there'd be clubs from Queensland who would come down like and I don't know why because they were like 13, 14 year old kids. But they'd turn up on a big bus and they would play us in a friendly game. And they always had like, I remember they had like s- silk, like not silk, but like satiny <laughs> yeah. ju- jumpers. Yeah, yeah. And we had stripes. like, co- yeah, and we had like cotton ones and you couldn't grab them. They were like slippery. <laughs> they were like, you know, yeah. Teflon ju- jumpers <laughs> and like perfect, everyone had this perfect socks and we all had just odd fucking socks yeah. and everything. And we played them once and then we were just, yeah, we destroyed them at, at halftime. We're like, these guys suck, they're rich cunts, whatever. But we didn't realise that they had 26 players. So the first 13 were the shit 13. Second half, out comes the A team. So they just annihilated us after that. We were like, Who, who's that guy actually? Who's, who's that little other loser that we were destroying before? But yeah, we were just, it was like some of those clubs are just like, well, yeah, especially in, in Queensland, that's where the league's oh, fucking of capital is. Um, like. Speaking of uh, footy, I've got a story here. I don't know if this. I don't know if you guys obviously know Brent Kite. Yeah, I don't know uh, if he lives in Queanbeyan or what, but he appeared in Queanbeyan Court um, this year, or maybe like last year. But it was like in the midst of the pandemic, and so this is the headline from um, Fox Sports: "I'm not an anarchist." <laughs> Ex NRL star doubles down on bizarre court rant in social media post, and a lot of it is about what he was wearing to the court, which isn't like. That bad. Like it looks like he's going to a barbecue, right? He's just okay, wearing yeah. like jeans and a t-shirt. He's not unfair. That he's not dishevelled or anything. Yeah, that's fashion anarchy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he did have a few uh, interesting opinions here. So Clive Churchill uh, medal winner Brent Kite has taken to social media to explain his appearance in court in a lengthy rant after telling the magistrate he had no authority over him. Oh no! The former Dragons, Sea Is Eagles, it? and Panthers star was facing a magistrate at Queanbeyan Local Court. Charged with refusing to show his license to police, driving an unregistered Class A motor vehicle on the road and using an uninsured vehicle on the road. The Canberra Star reported that Kite, who played for New South Wales and Australia, represented himself in court. (laughs) The Queen Bay tradition. (laughs) (laughs) Both of us have done that. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. One of us got off the charge. Imagine being a lawyer in Queen Bay just with no clients. (laughs) 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 I've got to pay the bills, guys. Can you please give me some work? Uh, <laughs> Get on the letterbox chain game. <laughs> <after that. laughs> yeah, there's nowhere to drop flyers, so all the letterboxes are gone. Uh, so he, he, um, so he just he didn't show his license. He didn't show his license. He he goes. This is a quote from him. Before I was arrested, I was assaulted. The police smashed my car. He told the court. Uh, he claimed he was exercising his constitutional rights when he refused to wind down his window. Oh, it's man. a sovereign citizen alert. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, Uh-oh. here's the very next line. Have you joined the Sovereign Citizens? Magistrate Roger Clisdell asked. Uh, Kite denied he was a member of that political movement. You can't tell me what I am and what I'm not, Kite replied. (laughs) 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 He snapped back. Yeah. Um, He demanded that he be tried in a court with a jury and two magistrates. And then... (laughs) Minimum. (laughs) Clisdell, uh, he goes, well, I can cut myself in half if that helps. Which I love this judge. The judge is getting a little sassy with him. It's not his first fucking radio of citizens. Um, And then Kite reportedly claimed the court had no authority over him. So he's doing every, like, sovereign citizen. He's got every, like, line. But he's not not sort of coming right out and saying it. Uh, So then he goes to Instagram. 
and he goes, uh, puts his big post. And he says, I was in court today. I know the attire is a little casual, but I was one of the better presented in the full Queen Bean court. He posted. Some One lad wore a Hawaiian shirt and slides. A middle-aged dude had blue jeans and sneakers, Seinfeld style. <laughs> At least a couple young blokes rocked shorts, T-shirts and TNs. I saw a few cheap suits and one young bloke in a nice suit with his dad dressed the same. So he's just like sitting there. Was he doing the fashion report? Yeah, from ja- like he's basically. taking notes for it. But what has that got to do with anything? Because the judge court chewed him out. Well, I, I, about I his guess he must have. Or but that's like, not like sovereign citizens. The the, the list yeah, of craziness got, is not yeah. that they turn up in tracky bags. It's, <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. it's all the other. Well, he nonsense. seems to be having two different fights. Right? He's got yeah. his his fashion, and then <laughs> his the fact that the court has no authority yeah. over him because he's his own man. Uh, and then he continues in his post. He goes. Um, so on this point, we worry about what we wear, but does anybody ever come out saying, what's with the long robe the magistrate wears? <laughs> like fucking talk, speaking totally. of Seinfeld style. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then he goes, he basically just sort of doubles down with this. Um, I'm not an anarchist. I've learned what rights are and I'll stand for them because I want a better and fairer court system. So it's just very much like normal sort of sovereign citizen stuff. Um, but at the end, I love this because he goes... He's sort of arguing with the magistrate and he was um, taken to, like after the crash, he was taken, obviously given a breath test, all that sort of stuff. And he goes, uh, the magistrate said it's June 21 as a date for a hearing and suggested that the defendant seek legal advice. And he goes, I don't need a lawyer, Kite said. I'm just me. I'm a man. You have no authority. And then as he left the court, he said, none of that bowing shit from me. And then as, as he's leaving, magistrate Clisdale says, one too many scrums. <laughs> yes. He's it up. I love He's got the last word too. <laughs> yeah. Man, that I feel like the like ex footy player. The it trajectory, every, every boxer. That it, I love. Whether it's too many knocks in the head before fucking you know the you know head checks that they do now or not, but like it's terrible. Like you just see it all the time. Like the. You know, well, there's only two ways it can really go. You're either a commentator, you're either a commentator, or you're in court. And they always get arrested for like the dumbest thing. I remember like Terry Hill got arrested for like stealing crabs out of a crab pot and stuff. It's always like the most <laughs> ridiculous, out. silly crime. <laughs> and you know, I feel like there needs to be more of a uh, you know like RSL movement for ex footy players. <laughs> you know, like we need to like treat these well, men. Man, hang on, silly crime. Tell that to the crab. Farmers of Australia <laughs> have been struggling <laughs> these last few years without Terry Hill's sticky fingers getting into their fucking exactly. grab pods. Oh, mate, I, I, I feel like Quimbo's, um I don't know. What would you say? So, it's. I mean, all small towns. TK like once described it to me. I think um, as Newcastle, if somebody stole the beach. Yeah. Oh, that's good. And that's uh, pretty apt. For yeah. Having, only, I've been in Newcastle like three, four times, but I do get Well, if you steal the beach from Newy, then you rip out the, the affluent east of Newcastle, right? Which mm-hmm. then, if you did that, absolutely. If you were just left with West Newcastle and Macquarie, it sounds like exactly that. Right, You're right. the same people. And also the same people who would then be on Facebook saying, it's the best place in the world. I would want to fuck off if you don't like it. That yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that solemn stuff. I have, I, st- I d- like definitely have that. Would never move back to Queen Bean in my life, but you better believe I'll be like fucking gorgeous country. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did find this. How much do you think we could raise to get you to get the postcode tattooed on you? <laughs> like if we got it bored and paid for by like listeners, it's, would I've, you do I've it? I've got it. I've got it on me. Fuck yeah. The, the numbers? <laughs> yeah. Whereabouts? On my leg. Oh, really? Drew is all. Drew, I think Drew mentioned in the very first episode I, he wanted on his narcos. We, we were drunk. It was with you. Yeah, we were fucking hammered one night. We we're like, let's get the Queen Bee tattoos on. Oh, what? So TK did, and you pussied out. Well, I, like, I didn't oh, even know that you had. But on knuckles is one. Knuckles, yeah, I'd get it somewhere else, but probably not in the fucking knucks these days. No, it's like when I was younger, I was definitely sort of embarrassed to be from Queen and like spent a lot of my time trying to not appear to be a bogan. And then it wasn't until I got a bit older that it was actually like pretty cool to come yeah. from a working class oh, area. Yeah. So uh, yeah, as soon as that happened, I started repping it pretty hard. <laughs> <laughs> so call that time. courage. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, principles. I'm a man of principles. Yeah. Uh, I love it. I just this is a silly story, but it just made me laugh. But um, there's a, a queen by mum made a bit of international attention um, recently. 41 Sophie uh, Reynolds, and she was on a flight in the US, and uh, she got arrested uh, when she landed because, um, and she's upset about it, uh, because 
she got she she got the ur of the the um uh the flight attendant because she said uh fair dinkum to her when she was told there were no more pretzels on the flight <laughs> and and the flight attendant thought she was swearing at her saying fair dinkum and so she basically said, you've just sworn at me. And there was a huge, uh, but basically she got Wait, really so up. So the flight attendant thought the fair dinkum was a, was swear, a swear word. word. So okay. she said, you swore at me, that's an offense. And so when she landed, there were police officers arresting her in Pittsville, uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So she was like, this is silly. I was just upset there were no more pretzels on this mm. flight. She made international <laughs> as attention. As a proud queen being resident, I will be representing myself. <laughs> the <Yeah>. Supreme <laughs> Court of the United States. Yeah. It's a very but, Seinfeld-heavy episode. We've got pretzels on the flight. <laughs> yeah. But then the funny part about it was she was, you know, it should have got the Australian media because you know how Australian media love any time Australia is on the international scene yeah. and it's something about like – our culture, like fair income, like that's not a swear word. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. So she was on a current affair. This this mum, uh, this woman, and she was saying, you know, I'm over here trying to get married, and they're arresting me. And um, watching at home in Queanbeyan, who didn't know she was overseas to get married, was her uh, husband and two children. The <laughs> 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 <Good> drama. <laughs> Where do they think she was? Like, well, mum's been gone a while. So, so basically, two weeks earlier. She just packed up and left, stormed out, said, I'm leaving the husband. Like, I'm storming out. The husband was like, I don't know where mum's gone, but she's pissed off. Next thing you know, she's on a current affair getting married in America. Yeah, that's like (laughs) definitely a Facebook relationship. You know, early Facebook when people just fuck, like, meet Mm. someone from the other side of the world and then just leave their family and marry them? Well, Mm. she she said, like, you know, they said the follow-up was like, did you tell your family you're about to, like, go? She has teenage children and she's like no i was gonna tell them that i was getting married to this bloke because the husband just thought she's like separated i need some time i'm going to live at my sister's not i've got a fucking man in america (laughs) and she said she called up to tell her you know current husband or ex-husband i guess uh that she was about to get married to someone else um, but he told her his grandma died and she didn't want to hit him with the double whammy. Apparently. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so she's it. like, oh, not the right time. And then, Makes you know, sense. a week later, she's with Tracy Grimshaw on TV. <laughs> and uh, she also said, you know, I met this bloke in when I was doing a road trip in June in America. I met him. We hit it off, went back home, stayed in touch for literally like six weeks and went back over there. And the husband's like, I didn't even know you were there in June. Like, <laughs> you said you were going to Melbourne to hang out with your friends and you're in fucking America. So yeah, this so woman. Now, what does that mean this, this all also would have been of, like, she could have got away with it if she didn't say fair dink yeah, on a plane. Uh, well, exactly. She's <laughs> like just he, in another The country. husband could still be like, yeah, we're about to work it out. Like, she keeps bringing this guy Jim over. Yeah. But if, they, if they had pretzels like a, on the flight. Yeah. Like, if you go back another step, yeah. you know. Yeah. It's a cautionary tale. Yeah. 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 Always yeah. keep pretzels around. Absolutely. But there you go. So that's fucking, I don't know, Queenbo on, on the international stage. I didn't Ripping that. hard. Oh, you go first. Oh, I had a similar thing. Uh, the first time that I went to America, I was couch surfing in San Francisco and uh, the one of the girls that I was staying with uh, took it upon herself to go through my laptop while I was out and had seen that in one of my conversations, someone was like, oh, what are the people like that you're staying with in San Francisco? And I said, oh, they're fucking mad cunts. <laughs> mm. And she, she saw that. And when I got home, she was waiting for me, like, you know, arms folded, like, I saw what you said about me. <laughs> and she kicked me out of the house. Holy no fuck. matter how much I tried to explain to her that, like, that is, like, the highest compliment yeah. that you can pay to someone. And, like, but it obviously just sounded it's, like it's, a desperate lie. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> actually, uh, in, in Australia, we, you know, we wear fucking shoes yeah, on we're, our head. Where everything's up <laughs> <right now. laughs> A mad cut is a... Yeah, I can't believe she went through your fucking laptop. You should have kicked yourself out oh, after that. Oh, no, absolutely. But it was just... I was just flabbergasted because what can you even do? No. Like, there's no yeah. recourse, you know. I was I was executed. I tried to <laughs> represent myself. <but laughs> <didn't get well. laughs> so you... Yeah, so hold on. So I know you represented yourself at court. Oh, yeah. For, so t- did you... You did as well, Same mate? charge. Yeah, same charge. <laughs> well, uh, you both driving the same car? <laughs> <laughs> Illegal firearms. <laughs> um, no, it was it was a, a bit of a cheeky drink driving expedition yeah. that I had. Um, usually, because there's a lot of drink driving in Canberra, 
because the public transport yeah. system sucks. Sure. That's my story. And I'm sticking <laughs> to it. And uh, usually I would have gone the sneaky way home, but oh I was my. just full of enough Dutch courage that I was like, just I'm just going to plough down the main road. And, uh, yeah, it got stung. And I just when I went into court, I sort of had resolved myself to just to throw myself upon my sword and just be, you know, show a little bit of humility. And I basically, because I sat there for like five hours listening to people going, going up there and just coming up with the most bullshit lies and excuses for why they were drink driving. Mm. And, I, and I just sort of stood up and I was like, yeah, look, I, I did was one it. of them. Yeah. And then Danny May put a gun to my head. And Drew being like, I'm a sovereign citizen, okay? And his Hawaiian shirt. So you just went for the, listen, I, I fucked up and, you know, go easy on me. Yeah, so, yeah. And so he did. He went easy on me. I had to go to a few of those, you know, the dangers of alcohol meetings mm-hmm, or whatever, but mm-hmm. I just I got my license back straight away. Oh, it's a right. section ten, I think they call it. And what did you? Dismissal. What did you? Blo- was it a was it a cop who just pulled you over, or was it a RBT sort of um, you know a row where they were doing? Yeah, it? it was no, it was it was an RBT, and it was where they always are yeah. Yeah. as well. Yeah. There, are just, there are certain spots in Queen BM where everyone knows that that's where they set up the fucking RB, uh, RBTs all the time. And you were definitely, you weren't like thinking maybe I'm under, but you were like, I'm No, I was well and truly over. <laughs> what did you, what did, so what did you sure. blow when you went, did it? Uh, it was mid-range. I don't remember the exact. Yeah, year. mine was mid-range as well. Okay. Right. And, but, you, um, and you got, you did, who got off better? I'm trying to figure out who's a better me. lawyer. You, you, oh got, you got screwed. I got a book thrown at me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I've told this on the pod, but I had a similar thing where I was there watching like, because you have it's a whole list of cases and you're watching just person after person and the judge was like kind of being like fairly lenient and like there, there was a bloke who was drunk and had like drugs in his system and crashed his car into a light pole and got like a better a better sentence than me Fucking hell. he had a lawyer and everything but the judge was being pretty lenient and then i was like oh, man, maybe i'm in with a chance here and right like towards the end i was there for like hours and then some like court officer comes in and is like hey we've got too many cases on this list we're opening uh, we've got a new magistrate down here just like if you're on if you're from this case to this case come to the new room and this fucking judge was like woke up on the wrong side of the bed or oh, something they just no. were having none of it and just yeah through the I, I think i got the full thing of what i could have possibly got so i didn't have a license it's almost like a bad sitcom moment you know <laughs> where like you're sitting in there and they're like next is andrew no we've got a new Erwin Tuffenheimer. his wife was killed by a drunk driver <laughs> Yeah. And he had a big beer Kyle looked like you And he just went to a shot in a beer comedy last night And he hated it Oh fair dinkum Fair dinkum Oh fuck I don't know so The only thing I learned about Queen Bean Because I didn't get much time to do research this week Is something that Drew's already brought up on the pod But I found something that made me laugh so much George Lazenby is from Queen Bean yeah. Apparently he was a bit of a rabble rouser But I was looking like George Lazenby Queen Bean And like one of the headlines that comes up and it's from like the Queen Bee and Times. It's like in poll, George Lazenby is voted best James Bond ever. <laughs> you look at the website address, it's like www.queenbeeandtimes. Ah, <laughs> like, oh, I wonder why. Yeah. Oh, the fucking pride of Queen Bee. Yeah, definitely. And he was like, was he a, had the he weirdest a, career as well because he was like a model. And he was like, he was just a nobody and just a really good looking guy. And he and went apparently to, like a prick. Like yeah. He's just notoriously like a fuck. Well, he went, he went, he was in, he won't move to London and then he just started modeling because someone was like, oh, you're really handsome and a tall guy and everything. It happens. It happens sometimes. Hang in there, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and then they were like, you know, he's just modeling around and then, you know, um, Connery was retiring or giving up Bond and they didn't new Bond. And then someone was like, what about this guy? And, you read that the producer of Bond was just like, look, he couldn't fuck. They're just saying he can't act, but who cares? It's Bond. You just got to look cool and be suave and say the lines when we tell you. And did the movie. And then um, he, that was the first movie he's ever done, first sort of anything he's ever done on, on film. And then they were like, all right, that was good. Do you want to do like more? 
And he was like, nah, I don't need to do any more now. And just, so I always thought he did one and they're like, that, that was shit. But yeah. he had an offer for like Apparent, seven more. Apparently I read a thing that said his agent told him. He was like, don't do more bonds. You'll get pigeonholed. Yeah, well, and they said, like, oh, yes, that's yes. That's stupid I know. Yeah. What I read was the, the age, his agent said, it's 70s spy stuff. It'll be out next de- decade. In the 80s, no one will be doing spies and espionage. <laughs> it's going to be all space and or whatever, yeah. you know, like... And so the agent was like, nah, you're going you're gonna to get stuck into the wrong era. And so he was like, nah. And then he just like was doing TV commercials and yeah, so, just man, doing nothing for the rest of it. Have you ever seen On a Majesty's Secret no. Service? Neither have I. Have you ever seen Worst it? one. Is it? It's got to be. I've heard, well, I've heard, that, like I've definitely heard that a lot. But then I've heard like revisionist takes where people are like, actually, it's one of the better ones. <laughs> yeah, and Queen. <laughs> At the Queen Bo Hotel or something Mrs. like that. Lazenby. <laughs> yeah, Mrs. Lazenby. <laughs> She's just tripping over Pierce Brosnan with her umbrella. You know, at the oh, oh, man. So, so the pubs, that there's two famous pubs in Queen Bo, right? Well, not fa- like, you know, there's, I mean, there's yeah, two, right? Is it the Royal and the... Well, the Royal's big, the top pub's big. Oh, isn't, I thought it was the Queen Bo and the Royal. But anyway, but no, it's... No, there's... Well, top pub, I think, is called Queen Bean Hotel. Oh, right, but okay. it's, at the top of a hill, so everyone calls it Top Pub. Stands <laughs> <laughs> to reason. You can't say Queen in hotel, so you just it's top, top Pub. That top one pub. used to be fucking very, like very rough. In recent years, like there's Walsh's Hotel, Royal Hotel, Top Pub, and then another one I can't think of the name of. But in recent years, they've all gone like more or less like the Justin Hemmys treatment, where they've just like yeah. gutted them, Full made refit. them, made them yeah, fancy and stuff. But the Top Pub. Now is like this family friendly venue, whereas like when we when we were like eighteen nineteen, you like I wouldn't have gone there. People would get stabbed to death there on the reg. Like it was a regular occurrence. Yeah, I, I remember trying out my new skinny jeans, <laughs> <laughs> and that was very shortly. That was sort of I walked in and then. I walked out again very quickly. <laughs> I was not going to, yeah. Just screwing up following you out. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, exactly. But it wasn't like you pick one pub or the other. You know, there wasn't like people. Maybe, uh, maybe like back in the day, but I don't, I don't think so. It's yeah, like, yeah. we just always went to, like when I was a kid, I'd go to Walsh's Hotel, which I guess was like more of a family kind of place. And they'd have a band there sort of thing. Mm. Um, there was a lot of drinking in the park. As well, yeah. If you're if you're a kid, for sure, we just like drank at the park, or like there's these t- water tanks that you can climb up onto the top of and just sit up there and fucking carry a case. Just up take there. it all in. It's just take in <laughs> the majesty of Queen Bee. Absolutely, <laughs> and then wander the streets looking for a fight about yeah, four and a half yeah. hours later. Yeah, were, you, exactly. were you going up to Canberra or down to Canberra or wherever to Canberra to drink at all? Were you going to the Mooseheads or were you Yeah, yeah when we were older. Yeah, when you're older. When you're like, I didn't go to Canberra aside from like a handful of times or to go to like the movies or something until I had my feet like Pete and could actually drive myself there. Did you go with TK and his school friends? No. Uh, you, like, don't embarrass me in front. No, <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs> well, I only knew because Tim was in a band called Los Capitanes for ages that were um, – had pretty pretty huge in like the Canberra sort of scene at least, and um, so I only knew your mates who were in that band. Yeah, they were the only good ones. Yeah, <laughs> from that school. But I, I remember taking you to like your first big nightclub when you were eighteen. Ooh, yeah, and Andrew was sort of like, "Oh man, the Vagine." Is- <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm gonna kill. I'm gonna absolutely kill it. And uh, yeah, it was a very lonely walk. Home. <laughs> Last weekend we had like a 45 minute discussion Where Drew was insisting to me and his girlfriend That he was a bad boy formally (laughs) (laughs) No, bad person (laughs) A bad pickup artist (laughs) Exactly We had a a couple of uh, lonely walks home (laughs) Probably because you kept saying the Vigine We walked Me and Tim walked home from Canberra to Queanbeyan once which I don't know if I've I've told on this. Yeah, podcast. this is the famous like four hour walk home. I right? mean more than that. Yeah. Like it's a. F- it yeah, it yeah. took us. We got home when the sun was rising, and we and it's not mm. like we left at like four a.m. or something. It was like, and it would have been like six hour walk, something mm-hmm. like that. We took the scenic route as well, yeah. <laughs> and we vandalized a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but another thing that we used to do, which I think I've mentioned before, is um, is jump on the back of trucks and just. And just hold on to them, and wherever they would take us, we'd be like, "That's where we're going next." And um, one night, fucking 
TK. I think this popped up in my Facebook memories like a couple of weeks ago because you sent me the photo where I just wake up. I guess I went home earlier. I didn't come out that night or something. I wake up a photo from Tim and he's just covered in fucking blood. And he's like, I just fell off the back of a truck. It's <laughs> oh. Look, to clarify, I didn't fall. I jumped. Okay. <laughs> and because the thing is late at night, the all the traffic lights are green. So, like, if you jump on the back of the truck and you think, like, oh, you know, I'll just go down the next pub and jump off yeah. the back of the truck. But when all the traffic lights are green, <laughs> you just keep going. <laughs> and so I was starting to panic thinking I was going to end up in Browley or something like that. And so when we were on, like, a quieter street and the truck was going about 50k an hour, I was like, 50k an hour? That's pretty slow. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, it feels very slow when you're driving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I thought I'll just, like, nimbly jump off and, like, tumble and then, <laughs> oh, like, I've you know, continue on. Yeah. And then, yeah, the legs, limbs flailed. <laughs> oh, I was, uh, yeah, it was, I was just, all my clothes were ripped, covered in blood. It was, um, yeah, you know, took a couple of photos. Those <laughs> <laughs> on the boys. And did you never did it after that? That was the final. No, that was not the final. But that was that was the final time I jumped off. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. We used to. I'd, I'd be like holding on to it with, for fucking dear life. Like I'm just not letting go. Like and next to me, Tim would be one handed. With his phone out filming, like, woo! <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, you give me a fucking panic attack over here. Just put your hand back. Oh, man. That was one of the first camera phone sort of vibes. Yeah, so it wasn't well. even good footage. No, it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't going on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> no one was seeing it except us. Incriminating, oh, if anything. <laughs> Remember, you know, like, youthful priorities. Like, again, like, circling all the way back to, like, I'll call the parents or I'll call cops. Like, I used to, like, skateboard and, like, do downhill stuff. And, like, we'd do, like, time trials. And one time I would have been, like, 12 and, like, hit a gutter and just, like, shredded, like, the entire, like, left half of my body, like, bleeding everywhere. But, like, I just destroyed these new shorts my mum bought me. So I was, like, in tears because I had to call my mum and be like, the new shorts are destroyed. <laughs> what am I going like, to wear to court? Yeah. <laughs> Like, you can see like blood pouring out of my legs. I was like, my mom's gonna fucking kill me if she realizes my new shorts are destroyed. Uh, it's like it's only that. I was like, my mates used to skateboard a lot. I didn't really, but they used to just like, and it would just be in a driveway and just be like doing little like you know kickflips or whatever. And then yeah. my mate Waddy just like he stacked a kickflip, but it was literally just like you know standing still. And he's just stand. He's just l- sitting on the ground and he looks bummed. And then we're like, you're right, mate. And he goes. Oh. He just holds his arm up and he's just bone cut. He's oh, broken his arm. Right. And he's in shock. Like, he doesn't know what's going on. He's like, uh, yeah. <laughs> and it's just like he's just snapped his whole fucking arm. And they're like, uh, okay. Uh, that's <laughs> fucking brutal, dude. But, oh, yeah, man. man. I, I, like, skated for years and did it because I watched um, Back to the Future when I was, like, a kid. <laughs> mm. And there's, a, there's obviously, at the start, there's that sick skating scene. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, this fucking rules. Mum... Please buy me a skateboard and then got it. And and also a time machine possible. A <laughs> <laughs> DeLorean with it. Um, but yeah, in the movie, he, he's just holding onto the back of cars with his skateboard and like it just looks cool as shit. And then I wanted to do that. So I was like, dad, will you just drive your ute and I'll hold onto the back? Should have said no, but he was like, absolutely. <laughs> Jumped in the ute and fucking tearing it like 60K and I'm just like oh shaking like <laughs> 10 years old. Joy. And then... um. And then he bought me and Danny these long boards, like the first, when they first got kind of like super popular and they'd have like the bigger wheels. And um, we lived in a cul-de-sac and there was a bunch of kids from just in the street and we'd always like just play together and there'd be like massive fights all the time. Um, but then you'd be playing again like the next night. And we came up with this whole league um, system thing with actually one of them was Ricky Stewart's nephew, fucking awesome, awesome footy player, Luke mm. Jones. Um, we had a... He his house was like steep driveway that went across a main mainish road into our cul-de-sac, and so you start that you get the two long boards, two people sit on the front of like one person on the front of each, and then a person behind. And the aim of the game is you go yeah, as much speed as you can off this driveway, cross the main road into the cul-de-sac, and you have to make it to the end. But the rules are you got to get close to the other people and the two people in the back, a fist has to fist fight and try and Amazing. take each other off. Amazing. Yeah, fucking Death rate. <laughs> rules. Seen too many movies. Yeah, it was so fun. you see a fucking movie, oh, let's do that in real life. <laughs> no, you, the, the thing is you don't need a time machine if you live in Queen Bean. 
Like <laughs> when when you go back far enough, like telling stories to my friends, it like they sound like panels from a ginger megs. It's <laughs> 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 so true. Like, <laughs> like pre Nintendo or anything like that. Like my mum would be like, go outside and have a rock fight with the, <laughs> yeah. the kids of the neighbourhood. Yeah, standard. I fucking love it. The rock fight stuff still just. I love it because I just I just don't understand how every everyone we've talked to on yeah. this pod also yeah, probably like boy. out of all the audience interactions we've had over almost ninety episodes, rock fighting endures. Like people are like fucking, I had rock fights. <laughs> I, I generally thought that that was something that me and my idiot friend said once, and it was crazy. Yeah, I couldn't believe we did it. But everyone's like, oh, yeah, yeah, a fucking rock fight. What are you going to not throw <laughs> rocks at each other when you're ten <laughs> years old? You know. But I mean, your mum. I don't. I've never heard mum suggesting it before. <laughs> to be honest, that's a bit. Yeah, I, I may bit. have like heard that in my head. <laughs> <laughs> Go outside and have fun. Yeah, yeah exactly. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I get it. Rock fights. That's, that's, that's all I need. Um. All right. Fucking. Um. Oh boy, this is the first time I've had more than two beers on a pod. I'm starting to blank out. <laughs> oh, I did have some. I lost it. Come on, Drew. What do you got? Come on, bring it home, Drew. Bring it home, Drewy. Oh my god! Uh, it's it's all right, I, I can jump in here with another rock-based anecdote. Yeah. Uh-huh. One one particularly hectic rock fight. There were these three kids that we went to school with, called Jeb, Jed, and Judd. <laughs> like, were yeah. they brothers? They were brothers. Oh. <laughs> that was that was actually their names, and uh, they used to get stuck into each other way worse than like anybody else. And one, uh, I think it was Judd, uh, got. Hit with a rock and he uh, he didn't take too kindly to that and so he went over to his brother, like pushed him onto the ground, picked up a rock about this big <laughs> and just dropped it on his head. <laughs> oh my lord! And at that point, that like we just scattered. Like it was at that age where if someone gets injured, you flee. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like not to find help, not to be a witness. Although they anymore. have cave. Cavemen names and then caveman behavior. You know, <laughs> that's very like, you know, old school. Pick up a rock, drop it on his head. Oh, it really was. It was it was quite graphic. It still yeah, lives people kill people reverie. doing that. That's yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah for sure. That, I love I love the idea of a parent. I always blew my mind that Ke- Ke- like the Walters brothers and it was Kevin Walters and Kerrod Walters. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, what was mum up to? <laughs> like she needed some more time to come up with a name. She was a little bit too struggling from labour, you know. But Jeb, Jed and what was it? Judd. Jeb, Jed and Judd. That's oh, unbelievable. That's crazy. Um, should we hit the la- the final three? Yeah, let's do it. All right, Tim. So someone says to you, hey, I'm coming down to Queanbeyan for a day and I need something to do morning, afternoon and night. What do you tell them to do? A day in Queanbeyan. Oh, look, that's easy. First stop is the suspension bridge. Oh, yeah. Um, beautiful vista views uh, of the the glorious Queanbeyan River. Um, I believe the actual namesake of Queanbeyan, which means clean water, um, yeah. which, uh, yeah, is sort of... More ironic, yeah. <laughs> what with a hundred dead anything. bodies sitting yeah. in it? Yeah. Well, the thing is, there's a lot of uh, naturally occurring trolleys that, uh, <laughs> <laughs> are in the river right. and will sort of catch the bones oh, right. as they flow down. Yeah, yeah. Um, it used to like people would swim in it, and then when we were, I think when we were growing up, it must have been peak dirtiness, and now they're trying to like get it a bit cleaner, a mm. little bit, um, but. Um, Blaine's cousin and current mayor of Queenie, I don't know if I should say this, but he was hammered one night and he's just like, I'm not walking across that bridge. I'm swimming home and just fucking swims across the river. Because <laughs> he was just like, that's how I'm getting home. That qualifies him as mayor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. How, yeah. that's how he got elected to office, right? <laughs> if anything. No, he was uh, quite brutal on uh, Mortal Kombat when it first came out. He used to smash me. The mayor of Queanbeyan. So he's a car. So how much hard. is he older than he's? He, it's actually his birthday. We were at when Tim got kidnapped. Shit. Um, he's, he's just like, a couple of years like older than us. Thirty-eight or something. Yeah, yeah, I think he's like probably the youngest mayor. Who is his character of choice in Mortal Kombat? Oh, uh, it's probably Kano. Because mm-hmm. he just sense. had the one too. You know. Yeah. The us, us. And he's kind of got the Aussie thing going on. Kano. Yeah. 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 True. I can't believe the mayor. You guys know the mayor of Queanbeyan. It's crazy. Yeah, when he, when he got elected, I like texted. TK and, and Blaine, his brother, and just being like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it, make, it makes sense, though, because, like, I mean, his uh, his sister is also runs Q-Town, the uh, sort of premier press of Queanbeyan, the BuzzFeed of Queanbeyan. Mm. I don't know if that's an insult. It's not, <laughs> it's not supposed to be yeah. to Brownie, yeah. if you're listening. 
But um, a lot of the time, like when people know you from Queenie and they're like, oh, this is a stupid question, but do you know this person? And the answer is always yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, always yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So his sister runs the media in town. So yeah. that's how we won. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a monopoly. It's the swamp. It's you know what I mean. It's yeah. like they're like the Clintons or something. <laughs> just like in every fucking. Oh man. Yeah. No, big time. Yeah. And that so, suspension bridge, by the way, is like, it's when you when you're a kid, it's fucking terrifying because it feels like it's going to collapse at any point. Mm. It's it's like Indiana Jones, it like is, a rope yeah. bridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and sort of sways. Of course, like, we, we, like if we had to cross it. And I was with dad, like me and Danny would walk. And as soon as we got to the middle and it was too far, he'd fucking grab the sides and shake the <laughs> fucking shit out of it. Scare the fuck out of me. Your dad sounds. <laughs> was, yeah, he's cool. I like it. <laughs> he's, yeah, it's questionable parenting. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So that's your, what, that's that's what your you, morning. That's your morning. What's for lunch? Well, for lunchtime, um, oh, I, probably, I probably shouldn't say go to Canberra <laughs> for, for lunch. But there's, uh, there's actually a lot of nice cafes there now yeah. in Queanbeyan in the main strip. It's been gentrified just enough <laughs> yeah. that mm. you can grab a flat white without copping a shank yeah. to the neck. They're getting soy milk in next month. Yeah, you know. well, <laughs> if they don't get my coffee order right, they may catch a shank. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm saying. So the cafes are looking all right. And then, good, yeah, and then where's your night spot? Are you picking a pub or are you just yeah, doing you, you the, got the to Yeah, you've got to go to Walsh's or the um, the Kangaroo Club, the Ruse Club, mm. which we used to go to a lot. Oh, yeah. I used to. We used to go and watch Origin there because they had two-for-one drinks until the first points were scored. Yeah. Oh. Which was uh, I hope it's a nil-nil great. Game. You'd, yeah. you'd you'd come back like the bar would be fucking packed as soon as kickoff, like you, you could barely get there. And if you were lucky enough to get through to get served, you'd pick up like we'd be at a table of five guys, and you'd come back with a tray of about ten beers, and like oh for everyone, like no no these are mine. Yeah, like, I'm gonna drink these beers because I got them for fucking five dollars. We, we once went to they had like the local Panthers club in. In Newcastle, it was um yeah, and we watched Origin there, and like you know, New South Wales, like crazy town, obviously, like, and uh, it was like first um, it was free beer, or it was two dollar beers, or a dollar beer, some ridiculous, until the first try or something. It wasn't points; it was first try, and I can't remember which year or whatever, but like New South Wales score, like within like you know two minutes, and everyone's like, "Fuck it, this is <laughs> like they should be going yeah, right. for New South Wales," and they were furious. Everyone was like, "This is horse shit." Yeah. No, I, I used to to take my Canberra mates to the Ruse Club as to show them like the quintessential Queenbo experience and mm. just sort of like put the fear of God in them a little bit because <laughs> yeah. they would sort of walk around like like tourists, like oh wow, look at all these real life working class people. <laughs> yeah. Like th- their clothing is so highly visible, <laughs> it looks like a really safe place <laughs> to be. One time we were there after an origin and. Th- there was just these douchebags from my high school were there and one of them ran up and basically like sucker punched Tim, but he was like a smaller guy, just a fucking rat. And Tim, Tim just got hit and like laughed at him. And then he w- like eventually walked off and then we went and drank for like two hours. I'm like, let's go bash that guy. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we were walking around, we were walking around the streets at like 1am Literally going, Todd! Just screaming his name. <laughs> no <laughs> idea where it he is. It could have been anywhere. And like, while we're doing that, some, some other group hears us and comes over. And that was, that was like one of those things where I was like, oh, is this going to kick off? And then it was just like a guy that I knew enough to be like mates with. Not mates with, but just like, oh, hey, man. I was like, what are you guys screaming about? And we're like, oh, fucking Todd, whatever his last name was, just punched him. We're going to go flog him. And they're like, all right, well. We'll come with you. Yeah. <laughs> We're actually after him ourselves. <laughs> Never found him. He's, he, when I tell that story, he's quite a big bloke. Though. <laughs> 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 six, so six, eight. six eight. This guy, huge, <laughs> like Jack Reacher. <laughs> <laughs> he was on Drew's basketball team. He <laughs> 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 was the center. Fuck. <laughs> uh, so you ended at the footy club, yeah, and then you go on all Walsh's. Man, you can have a good dance at Walsh's if you're into that. If you're yeah, that way Roam the streets. And Check uh, out the vagine. No. <laughs> <laughs> I never said this. Uh, oh, Drew Vagine. I'm denying this. I'm officially going on record and denying this. No, that's uh, true. That's Wal- podcast canon. <laughs> Walsh's is the pub because it's directly across from, like, it's on the main street. So over here's Walsh's, then across the road is, uh, I can't think of what the fuck that pub is called, and then 
uh, the Royals down here. And I used to work really um, late nights when I was about 18 or 19 doing like function workout at this um, army base. And I'd be driving home at like three in the morning and on a Saturday, almost without fail, I'd have to slow down as an all-in brawl, like <laughs> crossing the road, you know, and then you'd have to fucking keep driving. There's like insane. signs that light up. in progress. Like Animal Crossing or whatever, you know. <laughs> oh, just wait for them to cross. Oh, look. Oh. Children at play. God, <laughs> 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 getting a big boulder. Just like, yeah, exactly, like Oblix. <laughs> uh, oh, and man, then oh, the man. last question, James. Yes. So when all is said and done, you've made all the money in the world, you, you've done everything you've ever wanted to do with your career would you settle down in queanbeyan i reckon once once i'm older there was uh i mean one of the reasons why we got into so many fights i think was because we were very very bored mm. and so it's sort of it's it wasn't a very exciting place to be at least not like exciting in like a healthy sort of way yeah yeah but i mean it's it's a great place to bring up kids i think that i'm i'm actually consider myself very lucky to be from there now because I did have like a lot more diversity, you know, amongst my friend group mm-hmm. stuff growing up. And uh, yeah, did get to see like a lot of different walks of life where Canberra is like quite sheltered yeah. at times. And um, yeah, especially when it comes to my hip hop career. <laughs> Big time Coming from Queenbo Definitely helps that Yeah Struggle Town right. Spader Yeah that's it I actually uh, Literally grew up On the same street As Howe From Coolism The the guy oh. that Sort of hosts Does he still do Triple yeah. J Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, um, So that's sort of Yeah that's pretty Fucking yeah. cool I went to his Howe's cousin Was in my year at school And I believe At once was trying was one of the guys who tried to fight us at uh, the Roos Club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, it's just a bit of fun. <laughs> when it just comes did a, to that, yeah, you just did a draw at the start of the year. Be like, all right, now this time they're fighting you. You know, they're bunching you on. Oh wow, um, yeah. So that I feel like I feel like you'd say that like. Definitely, if you're going to settle down there. Oh, yeah. You like, know, why not? And like, man, follow. There's a fucking Instagram account that Tim got me onto called Cool or Queen Being Cool. And yeah. with this, some dude, I don't know who the fuck it is, but he just documents like the like, I guess like s- Art Deco, yeah, mid-century and architecture like, and stuff. Mm. But he takes the photos in a really cool way. It's like if you can, if you could get a house like one of those cool houses down like near the main sort of street area, I would hundred percent move there. Yeah, no, Queenbian is it's like it's a really beautiful place. I think that like the only problem is its proximity to Canberra, which is sort <laughs> of like a you know, cultural black hole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it sucks a lot of that. Yeah. Ah, well, that's oh, a right. very thoughtful and positive answer for yeah. once. Yeah. Yeah. Usually everyone's like, nah, fuck that fuck shit. Oh, uh, Tim, do you have anything you want to plug? Got a new album coming out soon? Yeah, I do. I've got a solo album coming out this year. Uh, it's sort of been on the back burner. The old uh, pandemic has sort of thrown the industry into chaos mm. a little bit. Um, so I'm just sort of uh, biding my time. Uh, AKA procrastinating it because <laughs> yeah. uh, it is it's my first sort of solo uh, attempt. So uh, yeah, the pandemic has proved to be a very handy excuse to <laughs> really put off finally releasing that. But it, it should be coming out later this year. It's called In the Moods, and uh, check yeah. out Stack Hat on Insta. Yeah, Stack Hat Music. You make a lot of um like video clips and stuff for people, which are fucking yeah. That's sick. sort of my main bread at the moment is shooting music videos. Sort of mostly hip hop stuff, but I also I've been sort of getting neck deep in the folk scene a little bit in Canberra at the moment, uh, which has been yeah a lovely breath of fresh air to sort of explore that side of things. Oh yeah, yeah that's about it. So what's your socials? Stack uh, Stack at Music at Instagram. Follow Don't that. look me up on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Don't. Don't waste your time. Yeah, I mean. It's just minions memes. That's <laughs> so oh. pretty much what so I'm sharing. So do look him up. <laughs> so what, uh, what, so yes. and then there's all our shit. We're on Facebook. Obviously, no minions memes, unfortunately. But I will have to start. Uh, Instagram, Twitter, community noticeboarder, com noticeboarder, some variation of that, and everything. We've got a YouTube channel where we put the full video of our episodes every Tuesday. The audio gets released Monday. Please leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And send and us your rock fight stories. Send us your rock yeah. fight stories if you've got any hot tips about hot towns my Tell brother us. died from a rock fight <laughs> great story yeah, dude Judd dropped a rock on his head <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but apart from that 
Great episode. Thank Thanks you so much so for much, coming on, Tim. Tim. Thanks for having me. We Cheers will you see you next week. Catch ya. Bye-bye. Yep.